In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter with the 86th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are three and four, getting ready to play the Washington Redskins, who are five and two and on a three-game winning streak. The Falcons are coming off their bye week and their return to practice on Monday. Today we're gonna bring in a special guest from the Washington Post, Kareem Copeland. Kareem will uh, tell us what's going on with the Redskins, how they got to be 5-2, and two, surprise team of the NFC so far, and we're going to title this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles, The Blueprint to Beat the Redskins. Let's go ahead and bring in Kareem uh, for... Our preview here today of the Washington Redskins. All right, we have a visitor to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, Kareem Copeland of the Washington Post. How are you doing, Kareem? Good, good, good. I'm excited to make my debut. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Hey, uh, tell the folks a little bit about yourself and your career and how you ended up at the Washington Post covering the Redskins. <laughs> well, it's been a long process. Uh, I've moved probably on average uh, once every two years since pretty much 03. Um, spent about nine years with a couple different spots in Gannett uh, between Wisconsin and Mississippi and went back up and covered the Packers for uh, two years when they won the Super Bowl and the next year when Rodgers won his first MVP. I think they went one loss that year. Um, went down to Indianapolis, covered the Colts and Pacers for a while, and then caught on with AP, where I put in five years over there. So I was um, spent a couple years down in Tallahassee. It was actually uh, those Jameis Winston years when they won the title that first year, and I think, uh, I think they had one loss also their second year. Then went out to Salt Lake City and put in some time covering the Utah Jazz and, and some Pac-12 football and covered the Olympics down in Rio and everything out there. And um, now trying to settle here in Washington, D.C. to cover the Redskins. Glad to be back covering the league. All right, all right. Well, you know, I was uh, in Green Bay for that uh, Brett Favre Super Bowl team. I covered the Packers for most of the 90s with uh, Bob McGinn and uh, Tom Silverstein. So we have, oh, yes. we, uh, we have that in common. You know what those, cold those are the fellas up there. Those are my guys. You know what real cold is like. Oh, I know. <laughs> I definitely know. A week goes by without getting over zero degrees. I am familiar with that. Okay. I didn't like it, but I was familiar with it. Hey, well, let's move on to these five and two Redskins. Kind of the surprise team of one of the surprise teams in the NFC. What's, what's been working for them other than the, the old man Peterson running for 100 yards almost every week? It's all about defense, defense, defense. You know, they've spent the last several years um, slowly drafting guys, a lot of Alabama guys over the last couple of years, and it seems like it's finally kind of falling into place. You know, it all starts up front. There's the number two um, run defense in the league after being the worst run defense 
defense in the league last year. It all starts with Deron Payne, who was the number 13 pick out of Alabama. He's joining his old Alabama teammate, John Jonathan Allen, uh, who they took in the first round in 2017. So those two guys, plus Matt Ioannidis, have just kind of um, given offensive linemen fits. You know, they're eating up double teams and, and filling gaps and, and not letting teams do what they want to do. And that's allowing those linebackers behind them to run free. You talk about Mason Foster and Speedy Zach Brown and, and um, I'm blank. Uh, Ryan Anderson over on the right side. Preston Smith. Ryan Anderson is also another Alabama guy. Um, and then those guys are just closing down, just scrambling and, and, and shutting down the run. And that's how they've been winning games, basically, is, is shutting down shutting down teams offensively and just kind of grinding it out with Adrian Peterson. Uh, pass game is still trying to find its way underneath Alex Smith. You know, uh, he's kind of been what a lot of people expected, where you know he doesn't take a lot of gambles. You know, he's smart with the ball. He doesn't turn it over. But at the same time, you know, people kind of would like to see um, them take probably a little bit more chances. You know, try to get the ball to your big playmakers and Jordan Reed and and Chris Thompson. Well, Chris Thompson was uh, has been banged up the last couple weeks. He's got some uh, ribs issues. But between Jordan Reed and Josh Dotson, people would like to see those two guys a little bit more involved. Josh Dotson was a first-round pick from a couple years ago. Jordan Reed is probably their most um, unique offensive weapon besides, you know, Peterson, who's a Hall of Famer, but, you know, he is still 33. But he's still, I mean, shoot, he's on bust out on that 64-yarder last week. We were all thinking, we were talking about the game. We were talking about Adrian earlier in the game. He still had that speed from back in the day. And and a lot of people were saying no, but, shoot, he didn't get caught on that 64-yarder. So that's that's what this Redskins team has been all about, um, stopping the run and running the ball. And everything has kind of worked off of that. Oh, I, mean, I meant to mention Ryan Kerrigan, the multi-pro uh, bowler. You know, he's still kind of doing his thing. And so it's worked really well with those uh, front four guys with that front seven. And then um, they've been picking it up on the back end, the defensive backfield. DJ Swearinger has been playing like one of the best things in the league. He just had two picks last week. Josh Norman, he had a little bit of issues early in the season, but seems to have bounced back pretty well. You know, he kind of had a spat with Jay Gruden um, in that in that New Orleans debacle where they just got lit up. But he's played well since. They've been back, banged up there. Quentin Dunbar, who moved into a starting role this year, uh, who's played really well, but he's got a nerve issue in his leg that seems to be stemming from his hamstring. So he missed the last two weeks, and they played rookie Greg Stroman, who's kind of got toasted a little bit, but at the same time, um, he's kind of answered the bell. You know, that's what you want to see from a young corner is um, even if you give up a couple big touchdowns, you know, you don't go into your shell and let it ruin your day. So he's bounced back pretty well, but that's been the name of the game for the Washington Redskins, defense and running the ball. Hey, how are the uh, special teams units and, um, uh, you know, who are the re- return guys to keep an eye out for? Return guys, keep an eye out our Greg Stroman, um, mention him a little bit um, at cornerback. You know, he's, that's been his biggest role um, throughout the season has kind of been in the return game. And so uh, he's started to get on the field more defensively um, recently. Well, uh, more with the injuries, he started to get on the field more defensively. But that was his primary role. You know, he was one of the best return men in college last year. So that was a big part of them drafting him in the seventh round. And so he's kind of held down that role. Tess, Tress Way has, has been great as a punter. Um, yeah, one of the better ones in the league last week. He 
kind of got banged up a little bit when he got roughed, and, and, and they thought Dustin Hopkins, the kicker, was going to have to come in, but Tresk went back out there and boomed one. So um, he's, he's definitely been a weapon for an offense that has struggled to put points on the board. They've done a pretty good job of pinning guys and, and keeping people out of um, real good field position, and that, that goes a long way with Tress Way. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is typically reliable. He kind of banked one off last week. Um, so, so you know, pretty, he's pretty good most of the time. But, you know, like most kickers, not perfect. But that's the, those are the guys that I would look out in the return game. And has Swearinger calmed down a little bit? I know when he was with the Texans, uh, uh, the Falcons scrimmage, the Texans, he was running around talking stuff the whole time. And I was like, man, shut up and go play some ball. But has he calmed down a little bit? Three against the pass, so that's that's 
that's number one. Number two, stopping Adrian Peterson because the, the Redskins have yet to show that they can win through the air. You know, Alex Smith has yet, yet to put the offense on his back and win a game that way. You know, it's been so much run heavy. So if you can shut down the run game um, and dare them to beat you through the air, that's going to give you an advantage because they've yet to show that against anybody so far. So those, those are the two things. Um, and, and obviously, you know, with you got a guy like Julio, so he's going to um, – He's, he's going to challenge. Last week, Josh Norman didn't exactly follow, um, he didn't follow OBJ around the entire game, but a little bit towards the end, especially after Stroman had some early struggles. And so, but they usually typically like to leave him on one side. And that's with, when you have Dunbar, who's the other starter, and, and, and he's good enough to hold up pretty against anybody. So it, it kind of depends on if he's going to be able to play or not. But um, it, it, it's all about that pass game. If you can get the pass game going um, and, and force the Redskins to try to beat you through the air, I think that's the opportunity where um, that's where they can be beat. Yeah, well, thanks, uh, Kareem. Hey, just a couple things. Uh, the Falcons run offense is 30th in the league, uh, just over 80 yards a game, so they haven't been able to run the ball. At some point, people are going to stop uh, honoring those play-action fakes. So, uh, yeah, they haven't run the ball very well. And uh, just to help you on the prep here, too, Julio and Norman have history. Norman's got his money basically after uh, playing very well against Julio when he was with Carolina. Uh, although Julio insisted he always had safety help over the top. But, uh, you know, so they, they have some history there. So that's something to watch. Might want to ask Josh about that this week. Um, just let the people know here at the Bowtie Chronicles where they can find you and your work, uh, your fine work at the Washington Post. Quick and easy, uh, Kareem Copeland for the Washington Post. You can find me on Twitter at Kareem Copeland. Um, and then you can find uh, all my stuff right there at WashingtonPost.com under the Redskins banner. Quick and easy. All right, Kareem, thanks for stopping by the Bowtie Chronicles this week. We really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you having me, D-Led. I mean, it's official now. <laughs> There he is, Kareem Copeland, fine young reporter for the Washington Post covering the Redskins. Um, I did talk to Vic Beasley. We're going to go a little long here. I know I missed y'all last week during the bye week. We just did one after the game, and I didn't come back to to just kind of do a bye week one. So we're going to go a little long today because uh, I talked to Vic Beasley. I'm going to do a Sunday story on him. I got some more people to talk to. Uh, but, you know, uh, I did write over the break about how, you know, he's got one sack. And uh, Pat Carwin from Sirius XM Radio said, you know, he's a people are setting for speed. He needs a counter move uh, and so forth. So, you know, we asked Vic about it uh, and, you know, we wanted to share that with you. And then I look forward to the Sunday story we have coming out uh, on Vic. We're going to uh, get uh, Brian Young and uh, Coach Quinn. We'll talk to some Redskins. And, uh, you know, Vic had that big year. Uh, two years ago, uh, and uh, hasn't uh, been able to follow it up so far. So, but uh, uh, here's Vic Beasley, Atlanta Falcons defensive end. I think uh, you know uh, after seven games, how do you think things are going for you so far? Uh, you know, production ain't what I want, but mm-hmm. I think I'm working hard. You know, practicing hard and playing hard. So, we got to continue to make optimistic. You know. Hope. 
um, by way of production, you know, but still, regardless of the team winning, you know, I'm excited, I'm happy, and, you know, it's a chance for us to continue to you know, pre prepare ourselves to get in the playoffs. Production-wise, do you think it's because uh, people are setting for your speed, or uh, or what do you think is the issue that might keep our production down for you? Uh, I mean, I think they got good game plans, but I think a lot of times, you know, I, I missed a couple. Got some misses. Got some misses. Got a, a one kind of took away from the car incomplete uh, as far as the sack. But, um, you know, it's got to make optimistic. You know, they they playing, they playing well, but, you know, I just got to continue to go hard and hope things open up. And, uh, you know, some folks are saying, hey, you know, you need a counter move or you need this move or you spin move or where are you at with moves and what you need to do or how you look at that. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, a counter could work, you know. Just, uh, just uh, the sequence of games, you know, the sequence of uh, our defense and the, um, the plays that we have run, you know, kind of limit me from doing certain things. But okay. for the most part, you know, when I had the opportunities, I can definitely, uh, you know, try to use those. The coach said, you know, he had you attacking the a couple of plays, I forget which game, but uh, how does that work? Um, you said y'all put pressure on guards, they got to play for super speed. And how, how do, how do y'all envision that working and could y'all use that some more? Yeah, yeah, we're real creative, man. You know, me and Tank, sometimes we go the same size, sometimes the majority of the time we opposite sides. But we have a, um, you know, a, a number of different games where we can, you know, show different fronts up front. And we got other guys in the middle with Jack and uh, Grady that's been playing very well. So it's going to be tough uh, going down the road, you know, try to limit us and not get into the back. And getting Grady back um, last game, how, how big was that for the unit? I was very big. You know, Grady is a great leader uh, on our team and uh, definitely up front. And, you know, he, can, he gets that um, morale of the team, you know, up. And, you know, it's that energy that we need. He definitely brings that. How much does his presence help you out there? There he is, Vic Beasley, discussing uh, his play this season. He doesn't like the production. He thinks it should be better. He's playing hard, working hard, and uh, acknowledged that, hey, maybe he can use some counter moves there, uh, you know, uh, when he's rushing the passer because he's got the speed. He's got him set up, speed, speed. Then a counter underneath, and, uh, uh, you know, I talked to some, you know, some of the best pass rusher and uh, folks in the game. Uh, he learned to spin move. I don't know if he's comfortable with it. Uh, I saw Jack Crawford uh, spin uh, spin his way to a sack. Maybe uh, maybe Vic dust off the spin move he learned from uh, Dwight Freeney here down the stretch. But anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up here at the 86th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing on iPad, Stitcher, and every various other platforms. Take care and enjoy the game this weekend, Sunday, 1 p.m., FedEx Field, the Falcons and the Redskins. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. 
Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.